0: Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Steven Robles, and today we're going to talk about the chat GPT type tool that Apple is testing internally. Final Cut for iPad was updated with some welcome keyboard shortcuts. Beat Studio Pro is now official. And I am going to tell you how to kill an Apple TV. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh and Masterclass. And joining me is my good, good friend from across the pond, William Gallagher. How's it going?
1: It was going fine till you have murdered an Apple TV. You oh, can't kill just... it. No, no. Okay. Killed it. All right. Killed it. What did it ever do to you? you well
0: I don't, let, let, you're not gonna get me to spoil it right here at the top we're gonna get to it very quickly right after some follow-up i want to tell you how to kill an apple tv but it was a very interesting experience oh real quick we have to do some shout outs william because we had some wonderful listeners Yeah. mobile chris who said he titled his review five stars no Regurts from the usa that was a callback to wes and i oh you know what now that i
1: have you william oh no if it's I've not been too, avoiding if it's not, too, if, no. if it's not too personal okay yeah. Do you know
0: what I'm about to ask?
1: Uh, so you're breaking up now. I think you're going into a tunnel or something.
0: No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Do you have any tattoos, William?
1: Oh, right. No, I thought this was going to be a musical thing. No, I have no tattoos. <laughs>
0: What did you think? What did you think was going to be a musical thing?
1: There was a discussion on Twitter about a musical version of this episode, three-part harmonies. Oh, you, Wes, right. and that's frankly, right. the other tone mm-hmm. deft guy, like that would be me. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no tattoos, and I never yeah, will. Exactly. Uh, the absolute. When
0: you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Anyway, that's all. Oh, I'm I was going to be me. serious
1: there, but no, no. No, no. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Go no. ahead. No, no, no. What what was the serious thing you were saying? I interrupted.
1: The you. total certainty that I will regret anything I had as a tattoo two minutes later. Yeah, the certainty of it. <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, that's about my record for things. <laughs> Isn't there a thing that Victoria Beckham was asked once, uh, are there any of your tattoos that you regret having? And she's apparently said, all of them. All of them. Yeah, kind of with her on that one. So, actually, sorry, I, did, I worked with a man once who insisted that you were not a man unless you had a tattoo. And I said to him, your school biology lessons were a long time ago, weren't they? But it uh, didn't go down well. Wow.
0: Okay. I, will st- I will just say that I was talking to some friends about tattoos. And I, I, don't, I have no idea. I do not have tattoos now. I have no idea what I would get. But there is a website. I'm going to put this link in the show notes just for you, William. So maybe you will do this one day. Yeah.
1: Okay, whatever it is, I'm already rushing to do it. Yes. It is called Momentary
0: Ink, and you can actually get tattoos that last like two weeks, and then they disappear. You know, they wash off. So it's like slightly more than a temporary tattoo and like a henna tattoo. It it lasts a little longer than that. You can get full sleeves for your arm. Mm -hmm. You can get a little Apple logo and just put it right on your shoulder. You do whatever you want. Uh Temporary tattoos. I will
1: do whatever I want then. Okay, right.
0: Whoever had tattoos on their Apple Insider podcast bingo card, (laughs) reach out. I want to know if you ever thought that was going to be an intro topic. All right, Gabriel Carroll 88 from Great Britain. Oh, he was asking, he has 90% battery health on his Apple Watch SE2. I know I kept talking about battery health on my Mm. cracked iPhone, which, uh, spoilers, I guess. I guess it's not a spoiler. I'm just telling you now. Still not replaced. I still haven't gotten a replacement. I went to the Apple store and they had to order my particular model, which is a 14 Pro in silver, 512 gigabytes. And because they don't have that exact model and color, they can't replace it. So I'm still waiting for a call back. And um, I do not know.
1: You mean you didn't stand there in the store and scream at all of the stuff? Because apparently that, that works. I thought about it. Yeah. Okay. I,
0: no, instead I just took a selfie in my ATP uh, shirt that said Believe which is a Ted Lasso reference you wouldn't get. Uh, but anyway, listen, don't worry. If you have 90% battery health on Apple Watch SE2, I think you're good. You're all right. And then Lifter1763 from the USA. Uh, he actually knows my son. I've, I'm not exactly sure who the name is because it's just Lifter1763. 1770- <laughs>
1: so every time anyone comes around to your house to see your son, you're going to be thinking, does he or maybe she look like a Lifter1763? lifter 1763 are you
0: not? lifter 70s? Is that like a, like a You like go, like go a up date? to
1: somebody, a pal of your son comes in, and you go, listen, are you lifter? They'll think it's a deeply personal question with all these old guy meanings <laughs> that they don't understand. You could freak out anybody who walks through the front door.
0: You must do Does it. it. <laughs> all of them. Actually, I'll do it. I'll interrogate it. interrogate everyone who comes through. And uh, one last shout out to Mac Tips 587 a faithful listener of the show. Thank you all. All. Thank you all yeah. for listening.
1: Wonderful. Mac Tips five eight seven. I will not listen to a word that any Mac Tips below number five eight seven ever say.
0: That's right. Only five eight seven and above yeah, for life. One. Now you weren't on last week when we talked about this, but Evernote Ugh. you know laid off a bunch of American and Chile employees moving its operations to Europe. Basically it looks like it's being sunset. And we had a few listeners reach out. Paul uh, wrote an email because he's talking about another app that kind of went this way, which was CardMate Pro which you would keep all your cards in your wallet. And so we were just kind of talking about apps that just have slowly died over the years. But did you have any feelings about Evernote? I know you stopped using Evernote because you had a terrible experience with data loss.
1: Multiple, multiple. Uh, You're thinking of a problem I had with day one that was just brutal, but uh, that wasn't me actually. It was my wife. But with me, with Evernote, there was just problem after problem. And it got so... If you have a problem with Evernote and you're a premium subscriber, to make up for your problem, they give you an extra three months i in one month, three months, something like that, of premiumnessness, and I suddenly realized I hadn't paid for Evernote in three years because of all of the problems constantly adding Ooh. on. And things yeah. like there was one massive, massive problem, but it was all right. I was a premium subscriber. You get instant response, report, su- yeah, instant support if you're a paid subscriber. But the problem was Evernote had decided to not think I was a premium subscriber anymore. <laughs> that was the problem. You're not uh, premium because it believed it. <laughs> it would not. They. It took them ten days to get back to me oh. to fix a problem that I needed fixing that first day. And I think I think that was the last draw, but there were multiple last draws. So my thought when Evernote when this happened, uh, I feel sorry for the people who worked on it. Um, I know if you're getting through Evernote without the problems I kept seeing everywhere, then that's fantastic. And I'm really sorry you might be losing it, but uh, as a product. Mm. I mean, every now and again, uh, PR for Evernote will ask me to please review some new feature. And I I, usually, I'm afraid I say no, because the core functions aren't working. About two years ago, they had a massive, massive change. And I thought, right, be fair, try them again. Downloaded the trial version and the trial version had bugs in it. I think if you can't get the front facing public bit of it, what is the point? So uh, I moved to Apple Notes such a long time ago. I can't remember. And um, Evernote shot themselves in the foot and all you can say is they aimed very well you
0: know (laughs) so that's a williams goodbye to evernote and for paul yeah he was talking about taking images of sensitive documents like credit cards or like passports social security cards and keeping them someplace safe i do that kind of stuff in one password because they have those categories but again i'm trying to transition to icloud passwords which is again just my constant plea for a standalone app that lets you do these other kind of pieces of data or images or you could just you know make a pdf or an image and save it in your icloud drive hmm. which you can do advanced data security on your icloud stuff i'm not sure if that applies to the entire icloud drive now that i say that though so i might have to do a follow-up on the follow-up next week about
1: I that just saw, I just saw do you remember an app called bento uh yeah, uh, it makes yeah. A that was a, a good little database app and it was it vanished in fact when well, i was in japan of a couple of months ago now. And they brought out a bento box for me to eat from. And it was like, no, that's where it was called for. <laughs> that's, that's what yeah, it was. Nobody understood around me.
0: Uh, I would have gotten, gotten the reference.
1: Thank you. Okay.
0: Another uh, follow-up. This was from Twitter. I was having a conversation. This one video, CNET posted this video. This was a TikTok that came out like months ago. But people show this accessibility feature where you can say a voice command and then accessibility on the iPhone will mimic touches on screen. Again, this is an accessibility feature and people are saying you can like take a little marker. If you have your passcode, mark the numbers on your passcode, like where they appear on screen, go into accessibility settings, make these touches. Like you can program this series of touches through a voice command and then you can unlock your phone via voice. A, don't do this. Like just don't do this. Like this is a bad idea uh, for that. But user FLWXPX was saying, they would love to be able to do more from the lock screen with Siri and they felt like they couldn't do anything. And I wanted to point them to two different settings. And so listeners, if you wanna be able to do more while your phone is locked via Siri, or maybe things like control center and home controls, there are settings for this. Number one, go to the settings app on your iPhone, go to Siri and search, and then you might have to enable Siri on the lock screen. That's the first setting you would have to enable. And I wanna just double check and make sure I'm actually right with that. You scroll down, Siri and search, scroll down again. And then there is allow Siri when locked. It's actually at the top of the Siri and search menu. So you would toggle that on. And then the other place you would have to go is face ID and passcode, which is again in the settings app where you set your like face ID and passcode stuff. And there, if you scroll down, there's an allow access when locked section of toggles that include notification center, control center, Lock screen widgets, live activities, Siri, home control, all these different options. And again, any one you enable, then you are allowing possibly someone who gets your phone to do these commands without having to unlock your phone. So you do have to ride that balance of privacy and security and then ease of use. But that is where you go to adjust what is possible from your lock screen when your phone is locked. So those are the settings.
1: Except. I think there's something screwy here because that makes absolute sense. And I, when, I, when I heard you say, it on, sorry, you say it on Twitter, I ran to do it because I've had that. You must unlock it. Yeah, whatever. Hate that stuff. Uh, but I looked <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, it's enabled on the lock screen. I go into Face ID and passcode. The only thing that is not ticked on is wallet. Everything else is available to me. And you still so can't do stuff? And I still can't do stuff on the lock screen. Not everything. Mm. I think there's something screwy going on here with the settings somewhere. Because I get things like uh, when I try to navigate, uh, it will quite often tell me, you can't do that while you're driving. And i really? No. <laughs> and actually... Wait, no, you're on
0: the beta though, right?
1: Uh, well, I, I have. Actually, I haven't had it on the uh, beta of iOS 17, but I used to have it oh. a lot on uh, 16 and, and before... So okay. I think my iPhone just doesn't like me. So yeah, what you said works great. for everybody yeah. else. So, you know.
0: You just need to upgrade. When the 15 comes out, you just got to upgrade. It fixes everything.
1: Right. Get a new iPhone. Uh, that's your answer.
0: That's uh, it. All right. And one other follow-up before I tell you how to kill an Apple TV. My Mac, I have this thing. I don't know if you ever experienced this, William. Do you use, I know you have your ultra-wide, like 80-inch, 2-inch tall, and 18-feet wide monitor uh-huh. or whatever. Do you have multiple displays like do you keep your laptop open and actually use two screens or do you just look at the one
1: sometimes if i've been using final cut pro on the, the macbook and it's it's got some you know rendering or whatever to do i'll leave it to the side of the mac mini and kind of reach over through the screens to click okay then or something um, right i also okay. Okay. Uh, quite often i'll have an ipad next to the macbook and whether i intend to or not it's part of the same screen yes
0: okay Well, my question to all of the macOS users out there who might know, there are two instances where I have my studio display. It's my primary monitor. My dock is on that, like the display settings. This is my primary monitor, my studio display. But I also have my Mac Studio HDMI port going into a Blackmagic ATEM switcher, which is like, so I can switch to a secondary display that my Mac Studio is running. If I ever want to show like a website or something On screen when I'm doing a video podcast or whatever. So that secondary display, I never use it unless I'm using my switcher. And so I want everything that I open, every new application, every new window, every new Finder window, I want it to open on my main studio display. And 99% of the time it works. But two instances, there's one particular app. And then in Final Cut, when I right click on a clip, a, a video file, and I say reveal in Finder, those two windows without fail, always open on the secondary display, which I don't even have like that monitor on. Like I can't even see it when I'm working because it's through the A10 Mini Pro, going to a multi-view, like it's doing all this stuff. And for some reason, I cannot get those two things to open the windows on the studio display. And Finder, anytime I open a new Finder window, boom, right there in the middle of the studio display, no problem. If I click Command N, never goes over there, except when I right-click a video file in Final Cut and I say reveal in browser and he refuses to put that over on my prim- primary display. So I don't know if there's like a terminal command. I know there's lots of window management utilities. I'm not sure if I want to get into that, but if there's any way where I can just tell everything on my Mac, always open new windows on my primary display, never the secondary, I would love to know. And if you have an answer, William, I'd love to know too. I don't know if you deal uh,
1: with it. I'm that. wondering, um... Every time is different. I mean, it's a new window showing a new thing, but it's actually coming from the same place. Right. So I'm wondering if, if you were able to see it on the secondary display and you physically dragged it back to your main display, the next time would it remember where you had set it? Because...
0: I drag it uh, over every time, and it never, it never opens again on the primary display. Every time I drag it over and quit it, try to reopen it, never. Just never.
1: I think you need to buy a new Mac... Yeah. You know what? Just throw right. that right back at you there. So <laughs> Yeah, that was good.
0: That was good. <laughs> You're keeping your powder dry on that one. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: I mean, I can think oh, of many okay. keyboard shortcuts that might do it. Um, keyboard Maestro probably would. Uh, the window management is yeah. really quite weird on the Mac sometimes. Uh, it's weird. Yeah.
0: It's weird. Okay. Well, if anyone has an answer out there or just loves a window utility that they use, I'd love to hear about it. And uh, you let me know. Okay. I want to get to the Apple GPT chatbot thing, but just very, this is actually very quick. I have many Apple TVs in this house, William. I've, I've collected them over the years and, uh, you know, you just, you, know, they, they get to be a lot, but there is one Apple TV that we recently got because there's an elderly relative that, uh, caretaking she's like in her nineties. This is my wife's grandmother and she watches TV pretty much like all day, you know, that's kind of, it's just on all day. And where she came from, she used to watch like an antenna broadcast type deal. So it was like normal TV, coax cable, just just on all day. Well, over here, we don't have cable. We don't have coax anything. And so I was like, well, we'll get an Apple TV and then you can stream whatever you want, whenever you want. You know, YouTube will just play next all day. You know, any of the streaming services will just roll to the next episode. Like it'll be a piece of cake. So this Apple TV, one of the newer like 4K models, we, put, we installed it and this thing is running, I mean, I would say 12 to 12-ish hours a day nonstop, okay? And I don't think there's many Apple TV users that test their Apple TVs like that, maybe at an Apple store, but even that, it's usually like on the menu screen or it goes to screensaver. This thing is like streaming content 12 hours straight every day, okay? Just nonstop. A, it freezes a lot. Like it actually just the Apple TV will just like freeze and stop loading and someone has to like go out of an app and go back in. And so that's always like, you know, kind of annoying because it doesn't just play. But then, William, after about 10 months of this, the Apple TV started clicking. Have you ever heard of this? It started making an audible clicking sound. And if you search on the web, you look on Reddit, like this is actually a phenomenon that other people have experienced. And it is basically the sign of end of life of this Apple TV. And so it just started clicking randomly and then died. The Apple TV just died and it like does not turn on. It doesn't do anything. And I didn't know it was possible, William, but you can kill an Apple TV.
1: Just through love. And that's it. Okay.
0: Just, just, just through, just through 12 plus straight hours of streaming every day, nonstop, the Apple TV will die eventually.
1: There are no moving parts in an Apple TV. There's nothing to physically make a noise. So it sounds like it's like electrical interference. Are you sure it wasn't just, I don't know, a dog has been chewing at the mains cable or
0: something? (laughs) No. No, because we moved an Apple TV from another part of the house into that space using the same electrical cable, same HDMI cable, and it was fine. No clicking, no anything. So it's not like a cable. It's not, like, I don't know like you're saying, I'm not sure what would make the clicking aside from some circuitry inside the Apple TV like shorting out. Yeah. And and it would restart like when it would click and then it would kind of restart itself and then you'd have to go back into whatever app and then one time it just clicked and that was it. It was the last click it would ever make. And now it's gone.
1: Well, you need to buy a new Apple TV then. Clearly. That's the thing. Yeah, well that we already did. Okay.
0: <laughs> that that's already been done, but I was just I don't know if any listener of the apple insider show has ever experienced a clicking from an apple tv and then it just dies but apparently this is a thing that happens
1: so far the new one isn't freezing or anything like that is it okay
0: no it's fine it's fine
1: you had a a, a dodgy box then like a friday afternoon
0: and man it ran for months yeah fine you know it it was totally fine so it was just super interesting experience and you know apple devices when being used in a way that is expected to be used I mean, they last for years and years. I mean, you can see, like, iPad Gen 2s as, like, point-of-sale systems at some, you know, random coffee house, (laughs) and it is still running. It has to be plugged in. You know, you unplug that thing, there's no battery left. You know, it's just going to die if you unplug it from power. But it still works. Like, it'll still turn on. And so it takes a lot, usually, to to kill an Apple device. But Apple TV, just stream.
1: Was that one of the Apple TVs that had the built-in warranty sensor? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's that's what it was. You got the U1 yes. chip, you got thread, and you got the warranty sensor. Yes, there you go. A lot of people don't know about that. No, a lot of people don't know. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'd love to hear if anyone else has experienced that. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one Meal kit. I have to tell you, I got a box of HelloFresh the other day. And honestly, my kids love to actually participate in the cooking process. I'm actually going to put a photo as the chapter art uh, for this spot as you see it now. If you look in your podcast player and you can see my kids and my wife there, everybody's cooking these meals. I'm going to tell you the name of these meals because they were amazing. Poison glazed pork tenderloin with rice. Loved that one. There was a chicken pasta. That was incredible. And then the best one. Oh my goodness. I can't even tell you. Gouda vibes burger with this like garnish that they had it was just incredible and i love that hello fresh's recipes are so easy to follow they have beautiful pictures that just walk you through it step by step and you have all those ingredients right in the box you have your meat your seasoning everything is ready to go you don't have to think about it at all And listen it's peak time for summer produce and hello fresh make sure you get all the best picks all season long their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for qualities you can taste and HelloFresh is more than just delicious dinners. It's now easier than ever to skip that extra trip to the grocery store by adding snacks, sides, and more to your weekly order. So just simply shop HelloFresh Market. Take your pick from a curated selection of over 100 items. And again, I just have to tell you, it is delicious. The recipes are easy to follow. I am no chef. I did not cook a lot uh, when I was. didn't really do it growing up and then haven't done it a ton since getting HelloFresh. But I can follow those HelloFresh recipes. Super easy to do. You can get a meal for two or a meal for four, save it for leftovers, lunch the next day. We did that a couple of times. It's just great. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Apple Insider 50 and use the promo code Apple Insider 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Apple Insider and use that promo code Apple Insider 50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's a lot of percent. And you can just click that link in the podcast show notes. It'll take you right to them. Thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit for, man, just one of the best burgers I've had recently. It was really good. (laughs) Thanks to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Now, this next story, William, I'm very keen to hear your thoughts about, like, the secondary story inside this story, all right? We got a little inception of this. Big news earlier this week was Mark Gurman from Bloomberg. Reporting that Apple is internally testing a chat bot and trying to develop a large language model like ChatGPT, like Google Bard, and is exploring how that tool will be used by the mass public, by customers. Internally, apparently, it's called Apple GPT. Some Apple staff internally are using it for real work, and they've been used to prototype products, generating text for Apple staff member. Again, not currently intended to be launched publicly, but Apple is trying to figure out the the consumer angle for this, which we've talked about before. You know, I think there is huge potential. Apps like Xcode could really use an AI generative side where developers could, you know, call on some assistant to auto-generate some code for a task they're trying to do. I think pages, numbers, and keynote, that there's huge, huge potential for AI generative content there, at least helping you make like here's some bullet points, make this into a keynote slide, little commands like that where an assistant can really help. And not to mention just anywhere in the OS, even if it's like a Siri search where it would generate some content. So, I mean, this is like a, a rabbits or furry situation. I think, yes, Apple was working on AI stuff. They had an internal artificial intelligence conference last year. Like we know Apple's thinking about this, but now German has made this official, I guess, quote unquote, that, that they are testing this internally. Just on that part of the story, do you have any uh, thoughts on that?
1: I think it's it sounds very un-Apple-like in a way. Um, yeah, Everybody calls AI now, artificial intelligence, yes, but really it, yeah. it's what Apple calls machine learning. And I found a quote from Tim Cook just gushing about ML and AI. He explicitly said artificial intelligence in 2016, saying out how good wow. this would be for us as consumers. So there's no I mean, Apple has, I can't pronounce his surname, I'm afraid, a guy from Google, John begins with the who is his job title is Head of Artificial Intelligence and he's been there years. <laughs> Apple is steeped right. in this. But Chat GPT comes out and everybody copies it. And because Apple hasn't got a copy of that, there's this weird perception that it's behind. And I can't see how it is. So yeah I mean I'm sure people don't make this stuff up. There's got to be there and really I just I don't feel that Apple is as out behind the curve I think, so. usually, this is the thing that happens. Apple, Apple has said today they must do this, they must do that, and they come out years later. They've already done something better. You know, I feel like right. that's where we—that's where I thought we were <laughs> until this story came out. So,
0: well, and so here's the the secondary, the in the dream within a dream. Let's just say, and this is from John Gruber's article. I'll put the link to what he wrote in the show notes. But I always thought, you know, Mark Gurman, he is, I would say, the most uh, forefront Apple leaker. He has his weekly newsletter called Power On, where he talks about what Apple is doing next. And so many times, I always felt like the headline was always very big. It was very like uh, the huge news had just broke. And typically, when you read into the details, or some might say the non existent details of whatever the story actually is, it's like, Okay, yeah, Apple is going to release an M3 Mac at some point. Like, that doesn't feel much like news. That feels like we can all expect this. Well, Gruber, in his article, was talking about a Business Insider story from years ago that actually talks about how Bloomberg reporters are evaluated and supposedly receive bonuses tied to the ability of their articles and reporting to affect market. Like stock prices, like market moving news is the goal of reporting by Bloomberg reporters because they are incentivized to write stories that affect the stock market. And I didn't know about this, William, but one of Bloomberg's biggest parts of their business is what's called the Bloomberg Terminal, which is, I guess, a computer. It's some device. And this has been around for years. This has been like a thing that people use you know, this is a longstanding thing. The Bloomberg terminal gives you early access to Bloomberg news and things like what might affect stock prices or whatever, and I think up to the minute stock prices or whatever uh, from NASDAQ and, and the Dow Jones or whatever. And you get it earlier when you have this terminal and you can purchase it personally for the very inexpensive annual fee of $24,000 per user or if you're just having one in your house and you're just a single person that wants to use the Bloomberg terminal $27,000 per year to use this Bloomberg terminal which gives you early access to market information and Gruber I think very deftly shows that this article about Apple GPT from Mark Gurman, it was posted at 12:03 p.m. and you can see Apple's stock jump a pretty good percentage, one minute later at 12.04. And then that jump leveled out. And I think the day ended and Apple was up like 0.7%. So it didn't really affect it like long-term, but there was an initial jump. And Microsoft, who is working with OpenAI on their artificial intelligence stuff, their stock dropped, I think, a percent. And so it was clear that this article affected the market here in the US. And because one of Bloomberg's largest pieces of their business is this terminal that apparently generates something like $8 billion a year for them. Uh, There's a Wikipedia article saying how many of these terminals are actually in use around the world. It seems like the incentive to write things that move the market is what Bloomberg reporters, including Mark Gurman, try to do. And all of a sudden, reading this article about the terminal, the motivation, and all of that kind of opened my mind to this whole world of Interesting. I I did not know about any of this, and it kind of makes sense now. I don't know. Did, did you have any idea about any of this?
1: I'd heard of Terminal now you've said it, but I didn't realise the scope of it. I mean, that example of the 1203, 1204, the posting of the article and the effect, I'd need a lot more examples, um, and I'd also need to know that no one else was covering that thing at that time and things like that before I would be more sure, but this is enough to make me troubled. Um, yeah, that's quite...
0: And, and it's not... It's not to say that what he's reporting is fake or wrong no, no. or no, no, like he's, I think he's reporting from actual source. Obviously, uh, German has great sources. Mark German from Bloomberg because there are many times, especially, you know, in the weeks before an event, WWDC, the iPhone launched that he will be like over 90% accurate about the leaks of the devices. Sometimes the names, whatever Apple's launching list. So clearly Mark German has solid sources inside Apple and that's what he's using to report. I'm not saying the reporting at all is inaccurate or not good. I think the information that he has and that he reports on is obviously accurate. But the way in which it is worded sometimes and how it seems to maybe over exaggerate, you know, Apple's stance in the market and how it might affect the other players like Microsoft and Google. It always felt worded in a way that it was kind of larger than the actual news. And I feel like this sheds some light on why that might be. Again, this is the first time ever hearing about this. I would encourage our listeners to read that John Gruber article. He links to the Business Insider article from years ago that talks about the Bloomberg terminal. But I just find it interesting, all of it.
1: Except, uh, I, the, a friend of a friend works for Forbes magazine. Apparently, I just learned recently, and I can I cannot talk to my friend, the one in the middle, about this because I can't bear what Forbes does. It's like end-of-the-world type shock (laughs) from Apple. There might be a pink iPhone. Oh, you just, you know. So talking about overblowing things and picking a time for it, I think there are worse offenders than Bloomberg. But then on the other hand, Bloomberg did do that Chinese spy chip story a few years ago. Yeah, and Mm, that's... I mean, they took the two reporters off reporting duties And promoted them, so punishment. I couldn't work out what was going on there, and we're many years in, and they're still pretending that it's real. And every evidence says, "Oh bless, you know." So,
0: and I think I think there's like obviously news websites like Forbes, like Bloomberg, like Apple Insider. The main revenue generator is ad views when people go and read the articles on the website, or if it's like the Wall Street Journal uh, and Bloomberg, it's people paying a subscription to read the content. So obviously, having catchy content, you can call it clickbaity, maybe even salacious. Obviously, having content that people want to read and feel it's valuable to pay for, like, that's the obvious game. I feel like clearly you you know, news agencies write things, so people click, and so people want to read. Like that's the obvious game. But then to also have a large part of your business be this device that gives you early access to market information and a benefit of writing articles that particularly affect the market is that you can then explain why this Bloomberg terminal is also more valuable. I just think it is very interesting. And uh, I don't know, I- I'm just going to be having in the back of my mind now when I read. Uh, articles like this. Well,
1: so. it should always be cynical about sources, but I'm hoping there's a kind of church and state separation between the two. I used to work one uh, day at BBC Corporation and the next day at BBC Worldwide, and officially, you know, one is a subsidiary, of the other they should be played, but they were so different. I sometimes I wanted the BBC to be a little bit more like BBC Worldwide, and BBC Worldwide to be a little bit more like the BBC. I think that would have been a nice mix, but as it is, they could not have been further apart if they were opposite companies. So, I, I I am now equally concerned, but I'm not going to run away from Bloomberg. Just, well, yeah. No,
0: no, no, no. Well, and again, like when Mark Gurman has his newsletter come out and he's saying like, these two, you know, these products are coming, this, you know, the Apple Vision Pro, you know, he had been talking about it, for uh, well, honestly, for a couple of years. But when he was pretty sure, he was saying it's coming out WWDC. He was very sure. Obviously, he had sources that would confirm it. So again, I'm saying like, when it, if he, want the most cutting edge leaks and rumors and stuff, go to appleinsider.com.
1: But you know, I'm so glad you, went, you pivoted at the last second there. <laughs> this is going mad. Okay.
0: Yes, yes. No, no, I know. Listen, I, I know, I know what's up. I know what's up, but I just, again, like it's interesting. I think these kinds of articles, Apple GPT. Okay. Yes. Apple's working on an internal chatbot, large language model to compete with Google Bard and OpenAI. They're testing internally and they're exploring what it means for a consumer. Uh, like, are you, are you personally, William, surprised by any of that information?
1: Well, a little. Just I didn't think Apple would bother with uh, mimicking ChatGPT. I thought they'd carry on doing what they've been doing for the rest of it. But I suppose right. that was just uh, a lack of imagination on my part, really. So, no, I shouldn't have been surprised. But, I
0: mean, also, I don't know. I, I, like it, To me, it feels, yes, yeah, so, okay, it makes sense. Apple's testing these things. They're going to try it out. They're exploring what it means for the consumer. You know, it, it makes sense, I guess, to hear it officially quote-unquote, but, you know, not really officially. I don't know. I just, I found this all fascinating and had no idea about the the Bloomberg Terminal, and so I have one on the way. It's going to be coming next week. I'm going to install it here in the studio, and uh, I'm going to watch to
1: see what it says. Do they sell it in blue?
0: (laughs) It comes with every Apple car. They're just going to give it away. It comes in the trunk. Well... Yeah, the the display. (laughs) (laughs) The the display in the car is just a Bloomberg Terminal. Whatever that is, I I went to the website that uh, Gruber links in his article that talks about the Bloomberg Terminal, very difficult to even, like, see what exactly this thing is or what it does. Uh, it's a bunch of graphs and red and green and stocks and stuff, I guess. I don't even know. This this is why I don't get paid the big bucks for this kind of stuff. I'm not a—I <laughs> don't know what that means. You got one of these in your office, right?
1: I'm looking it at one term? right now. It's very pretty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. Yeah. I'll put this as the chapter art. Also, side note, I had several listeners reach out about the uh, chapter art not appearing in the last couple episodes. I worked with our podcast host and it's been fixed. And so you will be able to see uh, the Bloomberg terminal in the uh, chapter art uh, for this, uh, for this episode. So, you know. All right, you've been on the how what do you have everything on the beta, right, William? You're running the beta everywhere?
1: Uh, no, one of my Macs, uh, my main iPhone now, and just in the last few days my Apple Watch, but uh, my other main oh, Mac wow. and my iPad are firmly on the the currently shipping
0: versions. <laughs> you, you say firmly, you're running the beta on your watch, William, of all devices yeah. that I don't even think about yeah, touching I with the beta. Do.
1: Well, the thing with the watch watch is I heard this thing, it's a a revolutionary change, the biggest change in the watch since the watch began. It will blow people's mind. We can only hope that they can cope with it. You can cope with it. It's fine. It's like, oh, you do that instead of that. All right, it tells you the difference. You just do that. So I was a bit unmind-blown by it. But over the days since I've had it, I've actually come to appreciate that it looks better. It uh, it makes more use of the screen somehow. Uh, It feels generally more useful, but it is not quite the earth-shaking thing that i might have been led to believe by people
0: (laughs) well okay so a couple things we have an article i will link in the show notes we talk about the iOS 17 messaging features which because i don't have it on my main iphone or my macs i'm not really super familiar with the the ins and outs but i do like the uh, the check-in feature in iOS 17 where you can actually like share your location with someone to let them know like you're headed home maybe you're taking an uber they can see your location, and it's a little more detailed and granular than just, like, share my location for 24 hours. So I like the check-in feature. The auto-delete two-factor codes is going to be a huge deal. So anytime you're texted those six-digit codes, your iPhone can just wipe them away after you've autofilled them, which is wonderful.
1: Mine isn't doing that for some reason, and I cannot fathom out why. Uh, what, I'd never even considered it before. My bank, I have texts from just, there must be a forty of these messages over the last few years and the idea of them just going that'd be nice. But then the other day sorry, I had a prompt uh, It with the autofill that came in. I'd just done this. I got my bank to send me a code and the autofill in my Mac came in. Auto fill in David. Not a number that was sent to you, but the word the name David. I think it been it was like a clipboard manager thing or something. But it was I chose not to auto fill in the name David. So <laughs>
0: Well, I think you do have to enable this. Yes. So you do you do have to turn this on.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's not retrospective as well, so just anything new that comes in. But since I've enabled it, I've been quite eagerly waiting for things to vanish, and I don't know what I'm doing. Right I also
0: now. wonder if, because you have devices still on iOS 16, if you have uh, iCloud Messages enabled, where it tries to keep all your messages in that's sync. That's a
1: very good point, yes.
0: It might be doing that. Yes, clever. So, Thank you. Just go all in on all the betas, William. Just install it everywhere. Yeah,
1: final Drafts, Well, that's time I tried, final draft still wasn't working on macOS Sonoma. So, um, mm-hmm. which reminds me, I kept thinking of that. Uh, I had to say Car Sonoma to get the name right in my head. But <laughs> I was uh, playing with the new dictation toys, and it kept changing it to macOS Cinema. And I, I quite like oh, that. Oh my word! It's a name. So anyway.
0: <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I do like the little quick menu. They, you know, they redesigned that plus icon, so you can see some of those icons. They look not iOS-like, some of these, like the photos icon and that little menu that pops up. It feels a little more skeuomorphic than uh, iOS has been. So, I mean, I like it. looks kind of interesting. I also just discovered, as I'm playing around with the messages thing, the autofill feature. Have you seen this, William? Where you can autofill anywhere? i don't... Like, without having to wait for it to recognize that it's something to be filled?
1: No, I don't think I can even understand this. Give me an okay. example.
0: So any text field, like let's say if you're typing a message or even the address bar in Safari, if you tap with your finger, you'll now see an autofill command. And if you tap that autofill, you can actually autofill contact info passwords, your iCloud passwords, or you can scan text like with a camera and then it will paste that in. And if you tap something like passwords, then you can autofill any password in your iCloud keychain, iCloud passwords in any field. This is huge because there are many times when I am trying to log into an app per se. And for some reason, iCloud Keychain does not recognize it as a login screen because it's in an app. And this seems like I can just tap on any text field that's blank, tap autofill, tap passwords. And it should, I imagine, fill the passwords automatically no matter where I am, even if it doesn't recognize it. As a login field.
1: That's excellent. I've just tried it as you were saying it. And yes, I've got it. Oh, I'm using that. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And, and and you can autofill contact info. So let's say if you wanted to put in like your address somewhere and you want to autofill some stuff, like you can access your contact info quickly, select the address or select whatever, and then, yeah, it'll just autofill it. That's pretty cool. I like that. I didn't I just oh, realized. That. That. Look at that. Thank you very much. Discovering new features live on the air. Autofill for Iowa 17. Some of you may have heard me talk about my music background growing up and in college. I studied music, and it's just a huge part of my life. I was a trumpet performance major in college, but I love everything about music. And one of the things I like is to be inspired by incredible musicians and hearing their story and where they get inspiration and creativity. And that's why I love Masterclass and a recent class that me and my wife actually watched together with the incredible cellist Yo Yo Ma talking about where his creativity comes from, how to be an incredible musician, and really how that applies to life. I just loved it. You have to check out that Yo-Yo Ma, and I'm so glad that Masterclass has sponsored today's episode. Masterclass is where you can learn from the best to become your best anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Annual memberships start at just $10 a month, and you get unlimited access to all. All the instructors, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insights, and much more. There are over 180 classes to pick from. Some of my favorites, you can learn the Art of Negotiation from Chris Voss, who wrote the book Never Split the Difference. Highly recommend that. You can learn about DJ and music from Questlove. He's the band leader on The Tonight Show. I loved watching his class. And of course, you can learn cooking from Gordon Ramsay. I have to say, he has this one class where he talks about making mashed potatoes. It is just the most, like the most incredible mashed potatoes I've ever seen. And, you know, he explains the whole thing. Obviously, the video audio production, it looks incredible. You can watch it multiple times over and over. There's little overlays on screen that tells you exactly what to be doing while you're cooking with the recipe. Loved all of it. Find practical takeaways you can apply to your life and at work and gain new skills in as little as 10 minutes, either on your phone. You can watch it on your iPhone, your iPad, your computer. Smart TV. Master has a class right on the Apple TV. And you can even listen to audio mode on the go. So if you start watching on your phone, maybe on your lunch break and you have to jump in the car, just flip it over into audio mode and you can listen to it like it's a podcast. I like watching a class at night. Me and my wife can sit down and watch that Yo-Yo Ma class or just on a lunch break. If I'm going to drive, I might listen to something like I love listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about astrophysics and I love space. I also like listening to astronaut Chris Hatfield, who's also on Masterclass. So get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as an Apple Insider listener, you get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com slash Apple Insider 15. That's masterclass.com slash Apple Insider 15 for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com slash Apple Insider 15. Our thanks to Masterclass for sponsoring this episode. Uh, There was also an update to Final Cut on iPad with some keyboard shortcuts. That was one of my criticisms of Final Cut. Like, many keyboard shortcuts just weren't available, like the letter N for turning on, snapping, on or off. So they've added a bunch of keyboard shortcuts, and they've fixed some bugs, more jog wheel options. So I'll put that article in the show notes. You can see all the different updates there. I'll be honest, after the first couple of weeks with just testing it, I have not used Final Cut on iPad since. Have you?
1: Um, I didn't uh, buy it after the trial. Uh, it just uh, uh, yeah. I used it once and just... I, I liked a huge amount of it, and I was so excited it was there, but it was enough that meant just for practical purposes I needed to carry on using on my Mac for what I was yeah. editing. So it didn't happen, and I presume I can't get a second trial to see what it's like now. But
0: <laughs> no, uh. no, no gaming the system, William. No, no. Yeah, I haven't used it either, but uh, I'm curious if any listeners out there are really, are really in it. Fernando Silva, who does videos for a 9to5 Mac, I know he's, he's all in on iPad. He might be using it right now. Cool. I'm not sure. Let me know, Fernando. Also Beats Studio Pro were officially announced they'll become available actually as we record today i think you can you can buy them and I've not had many Beats products in the past but I think this is interesting because as we await an updated version of AirPods Max if they ever come these Beats Studio Pros over the ear headphones have many Apple features obviously active noise cancellation and transparency also the quick pairing like when you first open a pair of iPods or AirPods it has the find my support And hey, you know who, all built into the Beach Studio Pro has things like 40 hours of listening time. They actually fold up into a compact manner and they go into a nice case that comes with the headphones and USB-C. Hello. Thank you. Even lossless audio. If you want to listen to lossless audio, you can do that over a wired USB-C connection directly from these headphones. They come in multiple colors. And they are cheaper than AirPods Max by $200. They are $350 for these Beats Studio Pro. A couple negatives that I saw, many were saying the build quality is not like AirPods Max. These do look more plasticky and the ear cups are not removable. So you can't, you know, swap out the ear cups easily like you can with AirPods Max, which are just just magnetically attached and it's a really nice experience. But these for $350 seem like a really great option. I don't have them personally. I don't know if I... Can't try them. If they want to send me a pair, I'm all for it. I am curious what of these features will come to the AirPods Max Gen 2 if that comes out this fall. I hope so. But yeah, they look nice.
1: So you're actually going to hold out for an AirPod Max AirPods Max 2? <sighs>
0: well, I mean, I don't use my AirPods Max right now very much. My AirPods Pro 2, I mean, those things get used a lot. But my AirPods Max, I'm just like, Neh. I used them on the plane ride. I used them on my long plane ride, and it was incredible. It was wonderful for that. I, I want USB-C, and I want an off button. I just want a button that turns it off. That's all I want. I don't want to have to put it into the Bra-like case just to have them go to sleep. No other case, no other stand that I've found reliably puts them to sleep, and I don't want to have my AirPods Max as an audio output option every time I have to select an audio output on my Mac just because they're on a stand. And it's just yeah, that's what that's what I want do you have any over the ear headphones or do you do you stick with the the in ear
1: yeah, I have over the ear in fact, I'm using them now, I have a wired set that I use for video editing and podcasting and stuff, and i, I can I, I like them very much and i'm not it's a very long cable, so I'm not that fussed about them being wired, uh, but I don't use it for lossless audio, so I might be missing out there.
0: i mean uh, well, I think that uh. Many people might argue lossless audio is a little bit of a gimmick. Now, then No one can really hear the difference, but I, like to, I would like to try them. But Beat Studio Pro, link in the show notes for that. Guess what, William? Yeah. People now like Apple Maps more than Google Maps after 11 years. People like
1: Apple Maps. Wait, hang on. Let me pass that. Do you mean more people like Apple Maps or people who like Apple Maps like it more than they like Google Maps? <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a good distinction. That's a good distinction. Apparently, this was a Wall Street Journal article, and they talked to a bunch of people, a bunch of Maps users, which I think everyone's probably a Maps user in some way or another. I mean, everybody gets directions. But there are many Google Maps users that have now switched to Apple Maps because of some feature that attracted them. And everyone they asked, it was a different thing. Some people said they found Apple Maps more visually appealing and it got them where they needed to go, so they are using Apple Maps now. For some, it was transit. They actually preferred Apple Maps transit directions. Another supposed Google Maps power user, after being prompted in an airport, uh, I think probably with an Apple Maps like notification, which I got this when I was traveling recently, like if it knows you're in an airport, it'll throw up on your lock screen, hey, you can see a map of this airport right here. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> apparently this user saw that, looked at the airport information in Apple Maps, and switched. That's all it took. I feel like this could be a real cheesy commercial, you know, where someone's like, (laughs) the airport. Oh, I can see this whole wow. And then they use Apple Maps. But anyway, uh yeah, more people are liking Apple Maps now after eleven years. Eleven years of slowly, slowly
1: eleven years already. Wow.
0: Slowly improving Apple Maps. More and more people are liking it. And you know, I did a video about this a couple months ago, kind of comparing the two. I do I mean, I like Apple Maps, and that's the one I use. I default to Apple Maps. I haven't used Google Maps in a long time, except, and I'm curious how your experience with this, sometimes a business phone number is still incorrect in Apple Maps. And I try to call the business, it'll say number disconnected or it'll give me like a different location. And so I will go over to Google Maps, search the same location, and it's a different number listed. And that number works more of the time. And so for local and individual business information, another one is like business hours. I still find some of that data is missing in Apple Maps as opposed to Google Maps seemingly has just every business in the world uh, the hours and the phone number and the website and all of that. So I still find some of that business info is lacking in Apple Maps although it's getting better. And I think it's just a result of actual business owners and restaurants and whatever like they just don't know like where to update that information and Apple has a whole portal where you can actually control your business info. You can confirm that you own the business, they send like a postcard and all that, and then you put in a special code. Like, you can do all this, but it does take work, and it's just still, I think, more years of work trying to get this business info ironed out. But yeah, more people like Apple Maps. What's been your experience?
1: I never use Apple Maps or Google Maps for searching out businesses. I use an app called uh, Where To by FutureTap. Um what? I don't know where it gets its data from, but uh, I've had no issues <laughs> of uh...
0: your house. It gets yeah. it from your house, apparently, William. I've never. Heard
1: this um, I can't remember the last time I must have had a thing where a business had closed down, despite the listing, but I can't remember it for it. So, um, where can Future Tap be culling its data from? I don't know.
0: Wait. So the the app the app is called Where To?
1: It's called Where Two with a question mark. Uh, there are lots of apps with that name, so it's probably best to search for Future Tap. One word, and then where to.
0: And then is the app icon an exit sign?
1: Yes. Uh, I So I always think of it's called being called exit, but it is where to. I was careful to get it right today. Uh, I use it extensively uh, for it and have done huh. for a very, very long time now. Uh, I like curious. it immensely, actually.
0: This is very curious. I have never heard of this app ever. Oh,
1: well, you must try it now.
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm downloading it right now. I'm, I'm doing it. Can you, like, jump to the Apple Maps directions?
1: Yes, this has changed recently. It used to be quite uh, one tap and you were through to Apple Maps, and now it's like it gives you a choice. It's own Maps, Apple Maps, or Google Maps. And uh, I wish it would just let me say it's only ever going to be Apple Maps and go straight through. But I think actually its own Maps probably are um, Apple Maps in a browser. So, yeah.
0: Okay, so but so when it comes to directions and all that, you are going to Apple Maps by default?
1: Yes, I uh, more out of habit than think. Well, when I use uh, where to, it's habit that I go through to Apple Maps. When I'm using any mapping stuff, I automatically go to Apple Maps, and that's more of a choice, uh, because I prefer Apple Maps. I I, mm-hmm. I I so clearly remember one time I was driving something really important, and Apple Maps got me lost. I sat there, I thought, well then forget Apple Maps. It's all true. I got out Google Maps, and well eventually. I found that Google Maps also got me lost for this same Brigadoon-like <laughs> same. place. But in that moment, <laughs> sitting in the car, really, really tense, because the, the time I had to be there was so close for it. I was looking at the Google thing and I've said, well, that's where I want to go. And you're telling me that's where it is. Where is the button that says, all right, then go? And I couldn't mm-hmm. even find that. And I just found the design of Google Maps uh extremely counterintuitive whereas apple maps it just seemed like obvious what you would do so uh, i occasionally go back to google maps if a website has chucked me over to it but even then i don't usually bother i find a way to use apple maps instead
0: yeah same i default to apple maps and i guess more and more people like it so i'm actually going to be going on a road trip uh pretty soon so i'll report back see, see see if it leads me astray but that's what i do apple maps this really applies to you, William, specifically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I just just listen up. Okay.
1: I'm dreading this. There are some yeah. special, All right. <laughs> some
0: special discounts yes. for the month of July yeah. when you use your Apple
1: Card. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, so listen. I, I'm sorry, William. Still, apparently, Goldman Sachs said they lost another few million dollars or whatever running Apple Card. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but. I know you still don't have it. Canada doesn't have it. <laughs> only the U.S. has the Apple Card. So I know this is a very limited uh, application. But there's a bunch of discounts if you use your Apple Card in the month of July, like a bunch of different vendors. Yeah. And because I'm going on a road trip and I was going to be booking hotels in my favorite hotel app. This, I'm not being sarcastic. This, I've used this app for years. Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is a wonderful app. It is pretty much the only app I use to book hotels now. But you can get 10% off your hotel. This is not a sponsor. This sounds like an ad. This is not an ad. I was just glad because I was gonna be using hotel tonight anyway <laughs> on this road trip and now I'll get ten percent off uh, any reservations in app. Cool and uh with the apple card.
1: Yeah. I mean America's quite a big market, isn't it, for the Apple card? Quite big, really, compared quite big. to, you know, the enormous UK where I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Okay. laughs>
0: oh, and you know what? I'm I'm sorry, correction. You don't need an Apple card for this, William. Um, you can use this. Uh-oh. Any of the I'm sorry, this is an Apple Pay promotion.
1: Oh not an Apple Hard.
0: Oh. Apple Pay. So all you have to do is use Apple Pay, which you do have over there yes. in the uh, antiquated UK. I mean in the UK.
1: So Sorry, all was... that glee in your oh. voice a moment ago yeah. was not true. Okay. Was not <laughs> no, not true,
0: bad. I guess. So. Okay. Oh my bad. No, Apple Pay. Sorry. So you all you have to do is use Apple Pay. And you get the you get all these discounts. Look at that. Yes. You get thirty percent off Ray Ban.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Um uh, I'd like to end the show, William, to get your professional opinion your expert opinion
1: why is this so ominous suddenly okay all right i just like doing this to yeah.
0: you I, I like building it i like building it up and, and then, then just knocking so, you know, me down
1: uh, when no I, no i don't okay. want to knock yeah. you down yeah. <coughs> i want to yeah. hear your thoughts i'm ready
0: uh on Homekit insider monday andrew O'Hara shares his thoughts on the newest social network threads once again namely uh he doesn't like it <laughs> but uh i'm still kind of there and there's been some news Moseri. The uh, Adam Mosseri, who's the guy who's running Instagram and now Threads, he had this weird post last week where he was like, now Android's better than iOS. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's referring to, but whatever. I don't know if he means the Threads app, if he means the OS as a whole, but supposedly there was an update to the Threads app on platforms. The following tab is coming. I thought it came in the update, but I don't see it yet. So anyway, following tab should be coming. They're adding a bunch of features. But um you know it still had 100 million users in under a week people are saying I'm not seeing the engagement I was people going back to Twitter I don't know William have, have you been on there do you open that app
1: Well the first of all thing is that the the moment that guy said this about Android I I ditched my iPhone and, uh, oh, and swapped over straight away and I I, wow. I haven't regretted it in the slightest there's <laughs> just no chance I'll go back to... yeah. Um, the thing I found amazing. a pain with threads is switching between user account. So for, for work, actually yeah. for Apple Insider, I had to switch it to the Apple Insider account. And every time I think, oh, I'll just take a minute to see what's going on with mine, it's like, well, I'd have to come out of that and then into mine yeah. via Instagram and take a little back alley around here, turn this and go over the style and turn the key. and, lock, and it just. I kind of leave it on the Apple Insider one. So I haven't been in my own account for about 10 days. <laughs> or something
0: like that. <laughs> you might have a million followers over there and you don't even know it. Right. Let me check. I'll check for you.
1: Oh, you can do that for mm-hmm. me. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, yeah I'll check okay. it for this is,
0: a, this is a service I offer.
1: Please don't tell me if there are no followers. That would just be a crushing, crushing disappointment. William,
0: I'm over here on your profile. Yeah. Deputy Chair of the... <clears throat> guild. Right, yes. like, can, can I try and say this in a British accent? Do you have permission?
1: Well, I don't really see how I can stop you, so let's call it permission, <laughs> yes.
0: I'm just reading your bio in a dramatic... Tone deputy chair of the writers guild of great britain.
1: Oh, bring back dick van dyke. Okay, yes,
0: (laughs) you have more than zero followers. Confidently, I can tell you that. Okay, thank you. Okay, relief there. And you have one, uh, you have one thread here from one week ago. Oh, about about the prime minister. Oh, (laughs) that's all you got. got Wait, who was
1: the prime minister a week ago? Uh, Oh, so
0: (laughs) this was uh Winston Churchill, right? No, um. Uh, Have you ever seen The Darkest Hour, by the way? Yes.
1: Oh, uh, did I see it or read it? I can't remember. I can't even with you,
0: (laughs) William. I I cannot. I don't even want to know. Forget it.
1: I read the first (laughs) episode of Silo this week, by the way. It's really good. Do you know it was going to be called Wool? And I didn't know why, because apparently the first book is called Wool. But the original script, the title is Wool, not Silo. Um,
0: Wool, like the material you make clothes out of? Yes.
1: Okay. Intrigued. That's
0: interesting. Well, you should actually watch it instead of just reading the script.
1: Yeah, right? but then you wouldn't get exciting information like this. I mean, where you heard it here first and last that it was called Wool originally, you know? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know. You see, your life has been changed.
0: I enjoyed watching that series. Uh, I recommend it. I've also been enjoying Hijack, the series with Idris Elba, the Apple TV Plus original. Have you read that script?
1: No. I, I did read High Desert, and I really didn't like it. I was not surprised that the show has been canceled, but I'm intrigued to see yeah. how it plays. On the screen because okay. it sounded more promising than the script.
0: I have to say, if you read the script for Hijack, you're not you're not going to be. It's going to seem like the episode's five minutes long because there's just a lot of <laughs> tense staring and mouthing things because the, the plane is being hijacked. They're trying to be sneaky. Do you
1: remember there was a film in I want to say 2010 2011 called The Artist? It was um, yes. like um, a silent movie. And there's some academy, I don't think it was BAFTA in the UK, but it might have been, who refused to allow it to be entered into Best Original Screenplay because there was no dialogue. Everywhere else in the world, it got into it and it was winning all over the place, but one place didn't. So I think the script has more than just uh, five minutes worth of material. It'll have 60 odd pages. It'll be good.
0: (laughs) So anyway, threads, it's fine. I'm still using it. I
1: the enthusiasm in your voice. Okay. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm still somewhat boy. Bull- I mean, it's, it's weird. It, I do feel like there was this, like, obviously huge wave over the threads in the first week. Yeah. And then I do think there was some, uh, novelty that wore off. And now I feel like people are swinging a little bit back to Twitter. Yeah. I've been trying to ride this four cross section fence for the last three weeks, posting on 18 different social networks, except blue sky. I'm pretty sure that's dead, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to do about it.
1: Could this be how we all just get weaned off social networks? You know, like... Just... Could be. You know, just, I mean, I've lost... Just overwhelmed I've lost by lost a choice. bit of interest, really. So... There,
0: yeah, there is a bit of that, too. I don't know. I still, I still have fun in there. I will say, oh, with the most serious comment about Android and iOS or whatever, I will say I was updating my iPhone to something. There was some, like, security update this past week, and I was like, oh, let me post on threads. I have this video. I want to share the link. And so I actually picked up my Pixel 6a because I, listen, I have an Android phone, okay? I'm a, you know, I try to be knowledgeable about all this stuff. And so I copy the link on my Mac expecting that I could pick up this phone and paste the link because of Universal Clipboard. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is an Android phone. And maybe there's a third-party app that lets me do this, but I'm not waiting for that. I'm not installing that. And so I just waited for my iPhone to restart and posted easily there. But it was one of those moments where I was like, There are so many little intricacies like universal clipboard and things with my iCloud account that I just take for granted sometimes and just use. And when I pick up an Android phone to try and use it, which I do periodically just to see what it's like, I just miss all of that stuff. Shortcuts is a huge one. I have so many shortcuts that I run. Obviously I can't do any of that on my Android phone. So
1: yeah, I was like,
0: no, Mosseri is wrong. I don't think Android is I
1: mean, you were going Mac to Android. Does Windows have a universal clipboard with Android? Probably not.
0: No, I don't think so. I think if you want that kind of feature, you have to find a third-party app. And because Android is more open, you can probably get a third-party clipboard app that actually lets you paste it without opening the app. You know, like on iPhone, you would have to do the weird thing of you know, going back and forth.
1: The convenience, but, the certainty that your data is being sold to somebody. All of those yes. things right there. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's come right in the box. It's just right in the box. So There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Let, let me know, listeners, if you're on those. We've heard from several um, Homecateers on Thread that we'd never heard about on other platforms. And so that was fun. So I'm down. I'm, I'm still on all of them. I'm in everywhere. I'm trying to make sure I change everybody's usernames to make sure they match when I post on the right network. But anyway, I was just curious. You seem very excited about it. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking That's you're great. going to every party the same night, trying to be in all of them. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're going to miss the canapes, really.
0: It it takes it takes very it's very fast to get to these different parties. It's just one swipe. True. It's just one swipe. You know, I actually, I, because I don't have room for all these social networks on my home screens, I created a shortcut that now lives in my dock. Yeah. That opens a menu, and it basically lists all the social apps on my phone, and I can just tap it there. So I have Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Mastodon, Facebook, Bear. It's a notes app, but I put it in there anyways. Uh, Blue Sky and Threads, and so this one shortcut menu lets me uh, quickly go to all these different
1: apps. You don't have Lemmy. I can't even. I just uh, made MySpace. that up. I figured. Oh, if Lemmy was not I... one now. There will be tomorrow. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, always another it. one. Yeah.
0: You got Post, you got MySpace, you got Live Journal, all of those. Were you ever on Live Journal back in the day?
1: No, I, was. I read plenty of things on Live Journal, so I missed it when it was gone. But I never, I never partook. Gone? Is it gone? It's gone? not
0: gone, William. It's... You can go to LiveJournal.com right now and read
1: stuff. Well, I'll go do that. Okay, then.
0: All right. right. Well, as William goes to LiveJournal, all the ads on this website are terrible. Anyway, uh, don't go to LiveJournal.com. Instead, go to AppleInsider.com. You can read the latest news there. Also, you can support the show in the Apple Podcasts or at Patreon.com slash AppleInsider. Get an ad-free version of the show. And as always, thanks for those five-star ratings. Keep them coming. Give you a shout-out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.